This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And, and here's what I think is so scarring. I, I don't, I've, you know, I've known you for a while as a Met fan. I don't take you as like an overly confident guy. Uh, I'm certainly not a confident guy. You declared, and it was your opinion, as much as I disagree with you, that they were going to win the division in late May. I was definitely not as boisterous as you, but throughout the season, I had this cautious optimism that they'd win the division, which is far different than you, but I, I did, and I'm usually not like that. And so here's what kills me. This Met team made guys like you and I optimistic. Right. They did. They made guys like us believe and say, it's different. This isn't the old Mets. These Mets, their right. phrase, was different. And for us, all of us, you, me, to get kicked in the balls the way we did, it's going to be tough to trust well, again. It's like the girl that cheats on you. Like, how the hell could we ever trust No, again? not until you see it. It's like, and I was trying to get over it heading into the wild card, saying, like, it's okay to love again. Believe in them. And you're right. Like, that was the biggest issue with me, with the people from Atlanta, where I talk a lot of crap for the Mets you know, saying they were going to win the division. They, I think a lot of them assumed that I was saying it because I was some Mets homer, which is the furthest thing from the right. truth. Nobody has ripped the Mets more than you and I over the course of the last, whatever, 10 years. So I believe that they were good. Oh, and by the way, they were good enough to win 101 games, which nobody gives a shit about now. But at the time, like that, you look at where they are as far as their record, the history of the team, that's a big deal. So we were not wrong to believe in this team. But to have it blow up in our faces the way that they did, I cannot trust them. I, I will never, no. I will never put my name on the line again for this group of players until they prove that they could get over the hump. How can you? I mean, think about, and I know 21 isn't a year in which, you know, we look back on with such regret, but they were in first place for half the season. Right. Like, and, okay, they screwed us. They kicked us in the balls that year. But, all right, they weren't that good. The division was lousy. Okay, fine. This year, and granted, 101 wins is a lot of wins. And if they're in most other divisions, they're never even playing big games in September. I understand that. But they still had it right in front of them and right. blew it. Like, the Mets could be up by 15 games next July on Atlanta. And you and I and every other Met fan is going to have our eye on that rearview mirror saying it's not over. 100%. Like, 100% accurate. It is going to be so tough to trust this team moving forward. And that's where it's it's really painful as a Met fan that with the new owner, with the manager, with and I'm not even mad at the manager. Look, you, you're a Buck guy, Mary Buckmas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any bitterness towards Buck. I don't blame Buck Showalter. Now, 
look, the manager sometimes sets the tone and sometimes we blame the manager too much. We give the manager too much credit. I'm just reacting to what he did, the lineups he put out there, the moves that he made personally. I love the way he used Edwin Diaz in game two right. of the series. It's something as a baseball fan I've been dreaming about forever. Don't F around. Use your best reliever in the seventh inning if you need to. So I liked his managing for the most part. I even liked him going out there saying, hey, check Joe Musgrove's ear. Why the F right. not? He getting shut out. You got to try something. But even Buck, I can't trust anything about this team next year. They could be 18 games up in September. I nervous. think you just nailed it. And you know I love Buck and wanted him here probably more than anybody. Now I have to question his postseason resume along with everybody else that was saying the same thing. I will until the final out is made and they win the division until they show that they can play in a postseason. I don't know how you can trust this core group. And one thing before we move forward, like to look back on that, that really bothers me about the franchise. And I know that we've moved on. It's different ownership. However, the Mets wasted and I'll never get over this and I'll never forgive them for this. They wasted twice the best season or seasons from a pitcher that we've ever seen in our lifetime and two of the great seasons ever in 18 or 19 without having Jacob deGrom take the mound in game one of whatever postseason series in 18 and 19. And now years later, because they're still feeling the ill effects from that previous era, now deGrom does take the mound and and he is not what he was in 18 and 19. And that is infuriating. It is not the same picture that they missed a golden opportunity, both in 18 or 19. Now you're right. And, and I love Jake. And I know there's a lot of uncertainty if he's, if he's even going to be back. It, it's weird. There is this sense that he's gone and not even from the idea of, well, there are rumors. His family doesn't want to live here, which may or may not be true. I have no idea, but now I'm starting to get this kind of momentum some Met fans, but, you know, baseball writers that have strong opinionated opinion, uh, educated opinions, but this sense of, ah, they're better off letting him go. Ah, they're better off spending that money elsewhere. Ah, he's not the same guy. You just said it. He's not the same guy. Look, he may never be the same guy as 2018 or 2019. I don't know if that means he's the guy who made the 11 starts this year. He's a low three ERA guy. I think there's a lot of uncertainty about what he is, but it scares me that we're never going to see it whether it's from DeGrom not wanting to be here, which is a possibility, a strong possibility, or the Mets not wanting to pay him because it's too risky. And I don't know if this makes you feel this way. This rips my heart out. This is our Tom Seaver. This is a career Met. This is David Wright. This is any guy you want to come up with. And the fact that there's maybe a better than 50-50 shot for any of those reasons I gave that he's not going to be back. I got to tell you, that's my biggest stomachache going into this offseason. It's a big problem, but I guess I've been braced for it for years, hearing the stuff that now we're privy to as members of the media, as opposed to you know being a fan back in the old days where I didn't know about this stuff, and I would have blind love and loyalty to these guys. But you know, I've heard multiple times from multiple people he doesn't want to be here. And that's that turns me off. As a matter of fact, it pisses me off if he doesn't want to be here. And then to see him go out there and not be the dominant pitcher that he once was, knowing the injury history, knowing some of the issues that maybe he has or that people in the organization have with him, also knowing what he's going to cost. Now, I do believe he's still their best shot as far as having a chance to go win a World Series with that rotation. They kind of need him. 
However, if you factor everything else in, can you justify paying Jake 45, 50 million a year on top of max 43 a year? I just don't believe in that philosophy. Yes. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And look, the him not wanting to be here thing, here's why that doesn't scare me. Max Scherzer didn't want to be here. CC Sabathia didn't want to be there. And ultimately, Max Scherzer came to the Mets and CC Sabathia went to the Yankees because they were offered so much more money here and the Bronx than elsewhere. So I respect that maybe at this point in his life with his kid's age of what it is that he wants to go live in Texas or Georgia or wherever. I do. But if the Mets offer significantly more money, I don't believe, and, and this is just, look, I have no inside information. I don't believe he hates the Mets or this city enough to say, I'm going to turn down all that money to leave. We're going like, to find out. He likes the Mets. We're going to find out. But he said, listen, I can only trust his words, right? Everything we hear behind the scenes, we've never heard from him. We've never heard from his agent. Jacob DeGrom publicly has said, it's cool to play your entire career with one team. I saw what David Wright did. I think it's awesome. He wants to be a Hall of Famer. That's like a a closed circuit Hall of Famer. I forget how he phrased it, but a small group Hall of Famer. Well, here's the thing. You play for multiple teams. It's tough to be that guy. You need to be embraced by one fan base. And I'm sorry, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia will never embrace you the way New York does. So I think there are small factors. So let's, let's say then, hypothetically, the Mets, he wants to be here. DeGrom is open to returning to the Mets if they give him whatever his contract is. What are you willing to give him? Well, I'm willing to give him more than Max Scherzer, and I'll tell you why. I cannot live. I cannot live, and nor should you, with the idea that Jacob DeGrom isn't a Met because they can't justify paying someone the way they paid Max Scherzer. Then you shouldn't assign Max well, Scherzer. But I'm I, sorry. I, the guy didn't do crap for us. We paid him for what he did in Washington and what he did in L.A. for a few months. And Detroit, you're going to pay him, but you won't pay our guy? Are you kidding me? Because they know more about DeGrom. Ev, DeGrom hasn't pitched in three years. When was the last time he pitched a full season? I understand. But if we're now judging on from here on out, Max is going to be 39, and he crapped the yeah, bed in his last two back. starts. You can't erase the deal. They made that deal. And look, if you don't, if let's, all right, fine. You trust the ground's going to stay healthy. You want to give him 40, no. you want to give him 45 or 50 a year for how long? Four I would. Years? Yeah, here's what I would do here. I'll tell you exactly right. I would offer him a three year, $150 million right. deal. I give him 50 a year, three years. Let's say he takes it. DeGrom is back. He wants to be at Met. The yep. Mets love DeGrom. Yep. DeGrom ensures her again. How is this team getting better then? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, okay, so here's the complicated part about them getting better. And I I don't think a lot of Met fans want to hear this, but I do think it's the truth. I think the way they get better is relying on Francisco Alvarez to be an everyday catcher slash right-handed DH. It's relying on Brett Beatty 
makes this team and maybe takes at-bats away eventually from Eduardo Escobar. That Mark Vientos is the right-handed DH as opposed to Darren Ruff. I think they get better based on internal growth from some of their top prospects that really never got a shot this year. Those three guys were never given a shot. Vientos is not good enough. Now, I'm not saying they did him any favors. They're not. Vientos is not going to be a major player. Could Alvarez, could Beatty? Absolutely. Yeah, they're going to need a part of that, but they also need a known commodity now. I mean, if you're talking about winning now, if you're talking about winning eventually, whatever, but if you bring Scherzer and DeGrom back, you almost have to go all in now. And that's not relying on three players from the system to come up and be impactful. They got to spend money. Well, I I think that's a part of it. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's not like I'm going to not try anything else. But I think if you let DeGrom go, or DeGrom leaves on his own, which I understand he may just decide, I don't want to be here. What's so special about the New York Mets? You admitted it before. Their identity was this top two in the rotation. And it didn't work. And by the way, sure. For one year. That's it? You're We're done? trusting this team again. How? I don't care what lead they have. How do you trust that they're not going to implode in the postseason again with Scherzer and the group? Well, first of all, you don't have a choice with Scherzer. He right, signed. So Max is going to be back. And Jacob DeGrom, while he wasn't the same guy and that Oakland game was a horror show, he didn't implode. Like, if I look at his two postseason starts against the Atlanta Braves, because it's kind of a playoff game, and the San Diego Padres, while he wasn't the guy we expected and not the guy we remember from 18 and 19, he did not implode. And while I may not trust this team, their identity was the top two guys in their rotation. I don't love the idea after one year of saying, all right, well, it didn't work. I guess we'll have a new identity. And what identity is that? What? Becoming a slugging team? Go out and sign a bunch of sluggers, Aaron Judge yes. included. Like, what's their identity? Yes. You add Aaron Judge. Like, <laughs> I'd rather spend $50 million a year on Judge than I would DeGrom and, say, Brandon Nimmo even. I think it's time. I'm sick and tired of it. The last time the Mets had an offensive team was 2006, and that team ran roughshod over people with that sick lineup. That's what I want again. Balance the pitches, if, but you don't need two 40-plus million-dollar pitchers in a rotation to win. Well, first of all, if you can get DeGrom on that three-year deal, and who knows, maybe he's going to demand five, and maybe there's a team that right. gives it to him. I don't know. But if you got him on a three-year deal, you're making your bed for three years of paying two aging pitchers a lot of money. You're not getting in bed for 10, so I'll ask you this. Would you rather pay, and I'm not saying the money's going to be this. I'm just throwing a hypothetical at you. Would you rather pay Aaron Judge $50 million a year for 10 years or Jacob DeGrom $50 million a year for three years? Well, I mean, I don't think that that's a realistic number for Judge. I'm not giving Judge $500 million. I think he's going to be lucky if he gets three fifty. Maybe three seventy five. So I would give Judge four hundred million. Look, if you're paying Francisco Lindor three forty, Aaron Judge is worth three fifty or four hundred million. Well, I think. Look, I I don't think Aaron Judge is going to be here, but I do think that if the Mets are getting in that pool, they're going to have to cleanly outbid the New York 100%. Yankees. I and I don't think the and the Yankees aren't going to lay down and let him go to the Mets. So I do think that if we're talking about a Judge contract, it's going to be an absurd contract. If it's from the Mets, it right. is because. Look, I love what Steve Cohen has done. He hasn't done enough to make Aaron Judge leave the Yankees and come to the Mets unless right. it's They're big. they to pay $30, 50000000 million more, something like that, I would think, at least. You, here's, a, here's the other thing, and you haven't said anything about this, and I'm, I'm curious. Do you not have any emotional attachment to the fact that Jacob DeGrom's a homegrown Met and could have his number retired and could be 
besides Seaver, who didn't finish his career here, maybe one of the greatest career Mets we've ever had? I don't, and I'm curious within myself to know if it's because of the stuff that I heard, if it's because of I've been burnt before. Like, I was in love with Matt Harvey. I loved Matt Harvey more than anything, and he broke my heart like everybody else. But I, I it's probably more that just the stuff that I'm hearing is such a turnoff with DeGrom. What? I'll be excited when he's- what? Because he doesn't want to be here potentially? Is that really the problem? He's just a bit of a jerk, the way he's handled certain things, that he doesn't want to be here. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I'm Now, I don't know these to be factual. Again, I'm hearing from multiple people different things. So I don't even... It, it's altered my judgment, but I shouldn't probably let that. As the fan, you know, just the fan in me, I could see the emotional attachment. By the way, he hasn't freaking pitched. He has not pitched. If this were 2018 or 2019, I mean, I'd be saying, yeah, give him $500 million. I don't care what you got to do to keep him here. But he hasn't pitched. How can you rip the organization unless they didn't reinvest that money, which I don't believe will be the case. But how can you knock them for saying, hey, I can't trust this guy who's been a bit soft, who's always been hurt, who's complaining about this and that. How could, I, how could you blame them for not investing $50 million a year in this Because I'll tell you why. Because it's the same criticism I've had about the Yankees in the past. Why are you in such a rush to pay guys who did things for other teams and not pay the guys that have done something for your team? And that just drives me nuts. Like, you're right about the risks around it. I'm not disputing that. There's a lot of uncertainty about what DeGrom would do over the next three years, how healthy he'd be, how effective he'd be. Would he be anywhere near the guy from 18 and 19? But when it comes to a guy who's done it all here, kind of like David Wright, and we know that contract worked out terribly. It was a disaster. Right. But I have no regrets about that. I really don't. I think about that years later and say, you know what? They had to do it. No regrets. You had to do it. And I look at DeGrom in a similar light, but it's not just that. It's not just the emotion because he's my guy. And a part of the reason he's my guy is because of what you said about Matt Harvey. I never understood it. I never understood why you, Beningo, loved Matt Harvey. He had it. And DeGrom was nothing. Jacob DeGrom went out and won the rookie of the year in 2014. Jacob DeGrom was their best pitcher in 2015 and pitched some of the most clutch games we've ever seen. And for a while, until recently, it was never enough because he didn't have, you know, he wasn't Syndergaard. He wasn't Harvey. And that's what kind of created my love for him that he was just, oh, let me give me the ball. Let me give me the, give me the ball. I'm going to pitch. That's it. Like, I don't care about that other crap. And so with a lot of fans, they never developed that connection with DeGrom that maybe they had so early on with Harvey and Syndergaard. And that always boggled my mind. This guy's done 50 times more and had done 50 times yeah, more. And, and look, maybe that's the reason why DeGrom gets ticked off. I, I, I don't know. I wish I knew him better to where I could make my own judgment on his character as opposed to what I've heard. But yeah, I mean, even hearing you reminisce about that, I do understand the emotional attachment. However, you have to understand, and you know this, but you got to take the fan side of it out of it. They're not going to, they shouldn't be emotional. When you're making a decision based on the business of the team, trying to make the team better now and in the long term, I don't think you could get too emotional on it. Pay him if you think he's going to be a, a top pitcher and stay healthy moving forward. 